Once upon a time, long ago, people walked about barefoot. One day, the queen, walking across a rock field, cut her foot on a sharp stone. Annoyed, she called together her ministers and ordered the queendom to be carpeted with leather. One wise minister stepped forward and suggested an easier way. Rather than covering the entire realm, let's cover the soles of everyone's feet. The queen agreed, and that is said to be the origin of shoes. It seems silly to cover a kingdom with leather to protect the feet. In the same way, some of our strategies for living are attempts to cover over our world. A much more effective way of living is to learn to take care of our point of direct contact with the world. Mindfulness is important. According to the teachings of the Buddha, mindfulness is what brings us to the point of contact. Mindfulness entails knowing what is happening in the present moment while it is happening. It is a training in how not to be lost in thoughts, opinions, and reactivity. It's also a training in how to see things as they really are, as opposed to seeing them through the often distorted lens of preconceived ideas and interpretations. The queen in the example thought to carpet the earth, but if we try to make the whole world, our external environment, perfect and smooth and without conflict, we'll find that's impossible. We certainly cannot change many or most of the people we encounter, but we can change ourselves, and once we are changed, everything changes. Things are still going to happen to us that we can't prevent, but how we respond to those situations will profoundly influence the results of whatever situation we find ourselves in. This is so important because how we respond to situations will not only change those situations, but also create our future. Our lives are basically in our own hands. We have so much responsibility, but this is a wonderful thing our life in our own hands. We don't have to give it away to anyone else. We don't have to blame anyone else. We don't have to blame ourselves either. As humans, this is the hand we've been dealt, but we can learn how to better play the card game. The Dhammapada, an ancient Buddhist text, says, quote, what you are now is the result of what you were. What you will be tomorrow will be the result of what you are now. The consequences of an unpurified mind will follow you like the cart follows the ox that pulls it. The consequences of a purified mind will follow you like your own shadow. No one can do more for you than yourself. No parent, no friend, no lover, no relative, no one. Mindfulness brings happiness." Unquote. The you that tuned into this podcast, whenever that occurred, is not the same you that is sitting, listening right at this moment, nor will it be the same you when this podcast is completed. As you sit and learn and ponder, perhaps meditate, 
you will have become more deeply aware of your thoughts, words, and deeds. Through this process, arrogance evaporates, antagonism dries up. Your mind begins to see what still and calm might be, and there are moments where you can be just that, still and calm. As tension, fear, and worry begin to lose their sting, your life begins to smooth out. Restlessness recedes, passion moderates. Things begin to fall into place, and your life becomes a glide rather than a struggle. And the effect you have on others dramatically changes. All of this happens through the understandings that come from mindfulness. Meditation is the arena in which we practice the basic skill of mindfulness, but the game is not played on our meditation cushion or chair. The game is not played in your bedroom or your library, and we must never forget this. What we learn, ponder, and meditate upon here is not the game itself, it's only the practice. The game in which we use our mindfulness is our own experiential existence. Our playing field lies outside your door, and it is a huge, complex roller coaster of a game. Study, insight, knowledge, and mindfulness that is not applied to daily living is sterile and limited. So I think we all understand to some degree that learning, pondering, and meditating are at the core of mindfulness. But how do we move into mindful awareness during the tough moments out there on the game board? Is carrying mindfulness into the events of our daily life so difficult? Remember, a state of mindfulness includes a subtle state of mental readiness. And there is a way, a switch, or a trigger, if you like, that you've already learned, I suspect, and have perhaps begun to be comfortable with, that can be used to bring you to a state of mindfulness. Not exactly a shortcut to it, but a step on the path that leads directly to it, kind of like the act of booting the software program. Simply slow down for a moment, relax a bit, and then tenderly and familiarly come to your breath. And so when practicing mindfulness, it can be helpful to remember that the practice works even when it doesn't seem to work. Perhaps this is best explained through an analogy. Consider a calm mountain stream where the water is quite clear and seems placid, slow-moving, perhaps even still. But if you place a stick in the water, a small wake around the stick shows that in fact the water is flowing. The stick becomes a reference point that helps us notice the movement of the water. Similarly, the practice of mindfulness is a reference point for noticing aspects of our lives that we may be missing. 
beginners have been working through meditation, perhaps this includes you, on trying to stay present with our breath. In trying to do so, we have become very aware of the concerns and thoughts, emotions and feelings, the never-ending momentum of our mind that pulls attention away from our breath. If you can remain with the breath, then obviously mindfulness of breathing is working and insight, peacefulness and calm may result. Very nice indeed. However, if your attempt to stay with the breath results in increased awareness of what pulls you away from the breath, then the practice is also working. Can you see that? When people begin to meditate, they often say that their thoughts are running riot and have become wilder than ever before. Proverbial monkey mind shows itself. This may seem true for you, and if so, consider it a good sign Far from meaning that your thoughts have become wilder, it shows that you have become quieter and you are finally aware of just how noisy your thoughts have always been. Don't be disheartened or give up. Whatever arises, just keep being present. Keep returning to the breath, even in the midst of all the confusion, all the noise, all the static, all the chatter. In ancient meditation instructions, it is said that at the beginning of our practice, thoughts will arrive one on top of another, uninterrupted, like a steep mountain waterfall. Gradually, as you become familiar and begin to perfect meditation, thoughts become like the water in a deep, narrow gorge. Then a great river slowly winding its way down to the sea. And finally, the mind, your mind, becomes like a still and placid ocean, ruffled only by the occasional ripple or wave. Just as the ocean has waves, or the sun has rays, so the mind's own radiance is its thoughts and emotions. The ocean has waves, yet the ocean is not particularly disturbed by them. The waves are the very nature of the ocean. Waves will rise, but where do they go? Back into the ocean. And where do the waves come from? The ocean. In the same manner, thoughts and emotions are the radiance and expression of the very nature of the mind. Whatever rises, do not see it as a particular problem. If you do not impulsively react, if you are only patient, it will once again settle into its inherent nature. Trying to stay with the breath during meditation is difficult. We can easily get discouraged. However, please consider that difficulty is an opportunity to become more aware of the forces of mind and the feelings causing the distractions. Remember, if we learn from what is going on, regardless of what is happening, the practice is working, even when it seems not to be working, even when it is relatively easy to stay with the breath, mindfulness of breathing can still function and will still function as an important reference point. 
In this case, it may not be a reference point for the strong forces of distraction, but rather for subtler thoughts and feelings that may lie close to the root of our concerns and motivations. Don't pursue those thoughts or feelings. Simply be aware of their presence while continuing to develop the meditation on the breath so that the breath can become an even more refined reference point. When we are settled on the breath, we become mindful, which brings us to our point of contact with the world. Again, use the breath as point of contact. Mindfulness entails knowing what is happening in the present moment. While it is happening, it is a training in how not to be lost in thoughts, opinions, and reactivity. It allows loving kindness to naturally surface. During moments of mindfulness, the heart becomes clear, peaceful, and still, like a mountain pool. That is the condition that must exist for us to see all the way to the bottom. So let's think in conclusion, by continuing to watch our mind more closely in daily life, we're working toward becoming aware of all our hopes and fears, our likes and dislikes, and that with this awareness, we can try to experiment in our daily life how to maintain, you see, an equal mind, not to let our mind be drawn into the likes and dislikes. Just think it's okay, whatever is occurring in your mind. Even sometimes to expect problems to expect loss, to expect hardship, rather than clinging to the hopes of comfort, pleasure, and gain. In that way, you won't have any bad surprises. So let's think, may we be able to transform our mind into awareness, into that calm and clear mind that's not concerned with the fluctuations of experiences, and may that mind of awareness become a true path. And may we never have any real hindrances on that path. And may we be able to achieve our goal, the universal peace and happiness of all living beings. This recording was written and shared here by Mark Winwood. Mark, that's me. Is a member of the teaching faculty at Naropa University in Boulder, Colorado, and is the founder and principal teacher at the Chinrisic Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group with an active presence via online Sangha gatherings, our regular e-magazine writings, and these Elegant Mind podcasts. If interested, you can learn more about the Chinrisic Project at our website, www.chinrizikproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G project.org. You can also send me an email at mwinwood, M-W-I-N-W-O-O-D at gmail.com. We welcome your inquiries. Our accompanying music titled Watching You was composed and performed by the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega. It appears on his 2017 album titled Matters of the Heart. 
Bobby's reputation for feel is legendary, and with this album's music, he shares how transitions and melody can be expressed in creatively new ways on bass, where slight variations in feel, touch, and timing can speak emotional volumes. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A dot com. Or as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. We remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his beautiful music with our Dharma audience. Please feel free to share the link to this podcast with those you feel that might resonate. And as always, thank you 